This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, we're a week out from the draft now. The draft, the yeah, first, right. first round has been in the books now for a week. And, and we're starting to see some, some more um, stuff kind of coming out about where Baker Mayfield might wind up. And I, I bring hmm. this up on Steelers nation radio because there was a report out of Cleveland. Oh, I don't know. A month ago that the, uh, the and it was pure speculation that the Steelers would jump all over Baker Mayfield. If, if the, right, if, right. if the Browns released him. Well, now I think there's some panic setting in in Cleveland because Pete Carroll came out uh, yesterday and said, he doesn't see the, the Seahawks going after a veteran quarterback at this point. He thinks they're going to stick with what they got, uh, whether that's just talk or, or not. And then there, there was a story that came out of uh, Cleveland by Jake Trotter, uh, kind of going over some of the, the stuff that, that's, that's transpired here in the Baker Mayfield situation. And some teammates taking some, some shots at him, of course, anonymously, some former teammates or former teammates, however you want to look at that. And including one of them saying when, when, when they, when he was asked why nobody came to Baker's defense on the whole uh, situation with, with when Odell Beckham's father put out the video. Right. Right. He said, did, did you watch the video? And the, and the player said, no, I see it every day in practice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was also Mayfield's camp perhaps saying, and I'm, I'm assuming this came from the agent that they felt that the, the Browns coaching staff set Mayfield up to look bad in the game against the Steelers at the end of the season um, to make it easier to move on from him. There's just a lot of stuff going on there with that. That, that one seems a little. It all involves the Steelers. Right. I think Mayfield looked bad in that game because the Steelers made him look bad. And they've done a yeoman's work against Mayfield and have him totally figured out. And I, I, always, I'm not a Mayfield guy. We talked about him a lot, right? I, I have to throw out there he he did play through a lot of injuries last year. And was oh, there's no, there's no questioning. He's a tough yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. But if you're between the white lines, that's all we can judge is the tape you put out there not why and all those things. Um, I saw, I forget who it was. It was one of the big time insiders did some predictions today. And one of them was Mayfield won't return to the Browns, but they'll probably have to eat at least 12 million of his, his uh, contract. I mean, that's, that was that's what I a big part of it. I assumed that the whole, the whole time. Yeah. You know, this was happening. And, and I thought that might even be light at this stage, you know, yeah, right. Mayfield goes somewhere for a seventh round pick and we'll eat 15 of the 20 or 13, 14 of the 20, you know? So there's that. Um, I don't know Baker Mayfield. I don't know Carson Wentz, but I do think from studying these guys from far, a major problem and a lesson to future NFL quarterbacks and young pups out there is Mayfield and Wentz never seem to think it's their fault. And they even say it in public. It's never, uh, you got sacked a hundred times today they, they, and the quarterback still comes out and be like, yeah, I could have been better. You know, it was my fault. Like it's, it's always feel bad for me. You know, it, it, why are people helping me? Well, the answers are because 
they don't want to go to war with you. You know, they don't respect you the same way. I mean, you, Carson, you won't get a, a, a vaccination, but we're giving you 30 million a year and leading the team. I mean, and you never come out and say, boy, it was my fault. And there's a lot of that with Mayfield too, that you know, I, I've had a tough time and nobody respects me. And I understand that he was a, a walk on and is a self-made guy and many athletes in today's NFL play that I get no respect, Rodney Dangerfield card, and it, and it fuels him. I mean, but nobody cares anymore. You were the first pick in the draft, dude. I mean, those times have changed. That ship has sailed, brother. Yeah, here's his stats against the Steelers. He started seven games against them. Obviously, this doesn't count the playoff game. In seven, okay. ga- in seven games against the Steelers, he started seven games against the Steelers, seven games against the Bengals, eight games against the Ravens. Okay. Teams that have studied him year after year and are very familiar yeah. with his habits and traits, yeah. In his seven games against the Steelers, he completed 56% of his passes. Wow. For 1,294 yards, nine touchdown passes, six interceptions, he had a passer rating of 76.3. He got sacked 29 times. Wow. 29 times. Yeah. Matt, he has a, he, the only other team he's in double digits in his career in sacks in games against is the Ravens. And he's played them eight times and they've An sacked extra him, game against them. They've sacked him 10 times. Wow. <laughs> That's I going to say 20, you know, right, right. <laughs> wow. I mean, he's he, the Steelers have sacked him 19 more times in one fewer game than the Ravens have. Uh, Let's think of that just for a second. Because during that stretch, (laughs) which that's mind-boggling, during that stretch, there's not been a better pass rushing team in the NFL than the Steelers. Right. Without question. But let's also – and Baker was the first overall pick because he went to a very bad team. But for much of that stretch, he has played behind the best offensive line in the league, maybe definitely a top five one but one of the elite O-lines in the league, in a league that doesn't have elite O-lines anymore. And I think much of that goes back to the argument that we often have the quarter that sacks are a quarterback stat as much as a a protection stat. Yeah, yeah. They're on him, man. And I, I look at that. That's why I never thought in a million years that that report out of Cleveland had any basis in fact. They have his number. Why do they want him? They want to play against him, not with him. Right? Yeah, they want they want the they want the Ravens or somebody to sign him. His numbers right. against since I just brought up the Steeler numbers again seventy six point yeah. three passer rating. He's got a two and five record, three and five record against the Ravens in those eight starts. Uh, he's, he's completed fifty eight point four percent of his passes, two thousand two hundred twenty one yards, thirteen touchdowns, nine interceptions, and eighty three point two passer rating, which is semi respectable. Yeah, and, yeah. 10 sacks. I mean, that's about the 83.2 in these days is, is the low end. Yeah. Yeah. It's the low end. Now against the Bengals in seven games, he's six and one hmm. 65.05 pass uh, completion percentage, 1747 yards, 19 touchdowns again in seven games, seven interceptions, a 113.8 passer rating. Okay. Uh, I mean, if, if we look over Baker, if I showed you, told you who, who his best passer ratings are against in his career, the Falcons, 
the Panthers, 126.9. The Bengals, 113.8. Mm-hmm. One, uh, the Jaguars, 116.7. The Dolphins, 118.1. The Giants, 126.2. Bad defenses. Uh, Washington, 117.3, but he's only played them once, and <clears throat> it hasn't been the last couple of years. Uh, the Titans, 103 even, and the Buccaneers, but he's only played them once, 104. He eats up bad defenses. Yeah, right, right, right. That's what he does because he is an average NFL quarterback or slightly below average. In many when you points. look at starters, you know, I mean, is he, he's 20th on the starter list or 22nd yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So as you were saying that, and I was comparing it to other defenses in the division, just, you know, why is that, why is it so starkly favor the Steelers over him? First of all, and this isn't exclusive to the Steelers. I mean, the Ravens are great coaching staff too. I'm sure Tomlin and the defensive staff's file on Mayfield is dead on. Is don't 100% let him, don't accurate. let him go to his right. Make it force him to his left. That's and, kind of where I was going yeah. with that is. And his biggest weaknesses to me is he's short and has a hard time seeing over tall, long interior defensive players. Like I bet he'd rather play against DJ reader than to it you know what i mean just right. the length and the inability to see the middle of the field and being short is still a problem in this league russell wilson has those issues drew Brees had those issues they were able able to overcome them mayfield's not athletic or quick-footed enough to do it and to your point when things go wrong his go-to move is he rolls to his right which is where tj watt lives <laughs> you know like so the sealers are his nemesis for Long interior pass rushers came into it, and the the place he goes is towards the best player in the league over there. Yeah, and, and I, you know, to me, like it, when I was when I'm playing basketball or when I played still played basketball, mm-hmm. if I knew a guy couldn't go to his left, right, I'm gonna overguard him. He's I'm gonna force him to go. You want to dribble drive on me? You're going to have to go left. And you're just handed to him, I'm sure. I'll but give it to you. Going right. you're I'm gonna, going I'm right. going to overplay. I'm going to be on his right hip or his, yeah, his, his outside right hip yeah. the entire time to force him to go to his left. Mm-hmm. And he's, Make and he's comfortable. Make him play left-handed. I mean, that's a, here, a great football term, too. Here's the other thing about it, Matt. I, I'm looking here at his, his quarter splits. First quarter, 83.7 pass rating. Again, not great, but okay. My hunch with that one is – Guys like Stefanski have scripted things well for him, and the game plan is working early. Yeah. Second quarter, 92.4. His 39 touchdown passes, 17 interceptions in the second okay. quarters, 14 versus fi- 14 to 15 split in the first quarter. In the third quarter, 16 touchdowns, five interceptions, a 99.1 passer rating. In the fourth quarter, a 77.7. Hmm. I don't have a great reason for that. I, Just I, not I, don't, a, I don't think he's a pressure player. I think there's some of that. I also think that, again, what's our favorite way of looking at the league almost is teams tell you what they think of their players by where they spend their money and how they design around, especially a quarterback. And I can't ever stop thinking about for the majority of Mayfield's career, the Browns were the m- most expensive offense in the league, even though their quarterback was making rookie money. You know, like 
they're telling you, we got to put everything around this guy. We got to pay for linemen. And where I'm going with that too is running the ball and play action were the foundation. You know, Nick Chubb's a great back behind a really good line. But maybe by the fourth quarter, they're starting to play from behind. They're not running the ball and the play action stuff isn't as effective. You know, like when the game's close and you can play Browns football through three quarters, they're hard to play against. And Mayfield will pull it down, you know, make the the play action throw, hit Njoku over the middle, move the chains. But when it gets to some of these games, because I'm sure a lot, some of those fourth quarters they're winning and he can still do that. But I'm sure one that they're losing and, Baker, now you have to pull a rabbit out of the hat. You got to be the locomotive of the offense. It hasn't worked. I mean, that, that's not who he is. Yeah, his his uh, career passer rating on play action is one hundred nine. Non play action is eighty three point three. So yeah. you know, again, when people when people were talking about that, um, they didn't know what they were talking about. I guarantee you, the Steelers had no interest in signing Baker Mayfield if he were released. He's the epitome of the guy they want to play against. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised if he's going to end up having to be cut. I can't imagine. I so. Because why at this point, why would anybody give up anything for him? Right. Carolina. I mean, Seattle, Carolina, Seattle Carolina, and Carolina are the only two that make any sense. And Carolina drafted a quarterback. Atlanta drafted a quarterback. Like right. that was another one that maybe he winds up in Atlanta. Maybe. I'm not taking reps away from Ritter or Corral. Right. Considering where those teams are at, I still think Seattle could, but they're very bullheaded in the way they do things. They're not they going to trade for him. They're not going to trade for him. They'll and wait Jimmy's for him too. You know, like right. at least one of those guys will be free to good home or very, very cheap. But neither is a game changer to, wow, you know, that, that's a massive step up for us. Now we're a contender. I mean, Seattle's not going to be, they're not going to win for five more games with Jimmy or Baker than what the guys they have now, you know? So, yeah. 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 And Carolina is interesting to me too. And I hadn't realized this until Mike Sando put out a, a really good article on the athletic today, just kind of getting GM impressions from around the league. And as he does so well, and when they traded up for corral, the Panthers, if you look at the draft capital they gave, including a, a third rounder next year, what they paid on the, the draft value chart is more than any team paid for a quarterback in this draft besides the Steelers. So their package to get Corral was actually more expensive than Tennessee using their pick on Willis or Ritter, you know, so they really liked them, you know, whether that's a good move or not. I think they look at Corral like, Davis Mills last year, you know, like we're going to give yeah. him a shot. He's not costing us that much. We might get lightning in a bottle. And I don't know if the Panthers are going to be bad enough to draft in the top three next year. So they might be living with what they got. Yeah. That leads me to the next part of, of uh, the discussion today. Which one of the rookie quarterbacks do you think gets on the field first? Kind of a trick question because I think Willis has no clue what he's looking at. I'm talking about as a starting quarterback. Okay. Cause I think Willis could have a day one package that would no, be no extremely doubt. hard yeah. to play against with Henry in that backfield. No doubt. Yes. As a starter, as the, the coach comes out and says, this is our starting quarterback pick it, but Corral might be second. Ritter might be in that conversation. 
I think so too. That's where I was torn because first off, Mariota gets hurt. And yeah. I don't know that that's fluky. You know, I mean, if he hurts himself in week two, why not just hand it to Ritter for the rest of the way? You know what right, I mean? Right. Um, it's a good question, though. I mean, that the trade up for Corral things puts that in the conversation more than I would have originally thought yesterday. And I also think Darnold's the easiest guy to, you know, unseat. Yeah. 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 I, I think when, when you look at, I know everybody's, well, you know, the, the Steelers drafting Kenny Pickett means that they don't like Trubisky. I don't think that's the case at all. No, I don't either. I think that's adding to people you like. You, you wouldn't have gave him money if you didn't like him. Right. I think it's taking two bites out of the apple. They don't right. have a starting quarterback right now. It's a, it was going to be a competition between – going into the draft, it was going to be a competition between Mason Rudolph and Mitchell Trubisky. Well, now it's going to be a competition between – Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky. They upgraded the competition. Yeah, it's just the, the bar is much higher. Uh, uh, there's so much more talent in a Pickett versus Trubisky battle than a Trubisky versus Rudolph battle. And I'm not bashing Pickett, you know, but like I, I guess Jerry came out, Jerry Dulek mentioned that Steelers would have taken Jordan Davis over Pickett. Like that's not even news to me. Like, no, that's, that's, I, that means nothing. Uh, like if nothing against nothing against Jerry's report, I I mean no, that's why that's why we had Jordan that's why we had Jordan Davis ahead of Pickett on our list. Right, I mean he was the Steelers only player that the Steelers not the only player, right? If the Steelers had the first pick in the draft, they wouldn't have taken Kenny Pickett. They had the twentieth pick in the draft, and there were nineteen guys gone, and he was their favorite in those circumstances. So you know. I don't know that they were like, we're definitely taking Pickett, no doubt about it, slam dunk. You know, I mean, if Jordan Davis was there, they'd been very happy to take him. If Jameson Williams was there, I bet they would have taken him over him. But they value him a great deal, and he greatly enhances the quarterback room. And to your point, the quarterback competition in camp times 10 compared to what they had. Yeah, I think it's really Pickett versus Rudolph. I think I the constant. I think I had Pickett. Uh, somewhere between 10 and 16 on my, I, I can't remember off the top okay. of my head right now, somewhere in that range. Um, obviously, you know, if Aiden Hutchinson was there, yeah. Okay. They're going to take Aiden. Sure. you know, those, those yeah. Walker, those guys, if those guys were available, they would take them. They were, you know, they were much higher grade graded players. They weren't taking a quarterback just to take a quarterback. No, 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 no. Right. It wasn't, we have to get a quarterback in this draft. At least I don't think so. I mean, no, if, they, I, I, if Jordan Davis yeah. is there at 20, would they have taken Ritter in the second round? Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, that's really butterflying affecting it that I, I don't know. I mean, I would have been fine with them taking Willis in the second round if he got Jordan Davis in the first. I, mean, right. I don't think anybody would have batted an eye. Well, thought, if, wow. You know, let's say you drafted Trent McDuffie instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would understand but that. But they, obviously they had a better grade on Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. And right, I think right. I had Pickett ahead of Trent McDuffie on my list. So, I, I don't know that the list was my list was that wrong mm-hmm. other than maybe Malik Willis. I had Malik Willis ahead of picket, but again, I, that yeah, was, right, right. that was, that was looking at the upside part of it. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think that just because Willis went in round three, I know some people are trying to rewrite history here with this and say, well, the, the league didn't think it that highly of him. The league invited him to the green room. I think that's very telling. Right. They don't invite third round guys you think are going to go in the third round to sit in the green room at the draft. 
Right. The, for that league, many picks to go Yeah. Out. The league yeah. thought that Malik Willis was going to go in the first round. Mm-hmm. I think oh, Matt, Matt Corral was out there as well. The league thought Matt Corral was going to go, had potential to go in the first round. It just didn't work out that way. Yeah. My take on it, and this is might be generous to pick it, is I feel like the league consensus, maybe not all 32 teams, but I'd pick it as the clear number one quarterback, and he's probably going to go in the first round no matter what. Am I saying he's Trevor Lawrence or Andrew Luck? No, you know, but I think the league viewed Pickett as this is a future starter. He's worth the first round pick. And then I think the other four, and I, I almost want to lump Howe in this, and I'm uh, astonished that it took him this that long to go, that I think teams like Atlanta, Seattle, Carolina, that certainly could be in the market for a quarterback, looked at the tier two guys, you know, Willis, Ritter, Corral, et cetera, and said, I'm not really that sold that the top of the tier is any different than the bottom of the tier. So I don't want to be the team that takes the second guy off the board, which ha- which is the first guy in tier two, because I'll wait. I'll take a D end and around from now I'll take the guy that's the bottom of tier two quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there just weren't many landing spots this year. And there weren't that many landing spots. I mean, five quarterbacks went in the first round last year. Those teams aren't using high picks on quarterbacks. So, yeah. So, you know, the Broncos, I, patience you know, trade, was smart. trade for Russell Wilson, you know, that kind of stuff. It, it The, the like, quarterback spots got taken up. Like my opinion of Willis and Ritter and those guys hasn't changed. And maybe it should. Maybe I'm being bullheaded about it because they went later than I expected. I still think they could be really good quarterbacks and we might look back on it and be like, boy, those were day two steals just because this was an odd draft class. Yeah. Kevin Colbert said as much, he said exactly the same thing after the, Mm -hmm. you know, in in his post draft wrap up, he said, look, some of these guys are going to be starters. And if you're, if you're a starting quarterback for a team, even if it's just for a couple of years, you were worth a a higher draft pick than a a third rounder. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, I I, forget, yeah. I was listening to Daniel Jeremiah's you know uh, podcast this morning, and I forget the word he used about how. I mean, he basically just said the NFL should be ashamed of themselves for not taking how earlier. Like that's a slap in the face. This guy's a better prospect than that, and that's just not because DJ wants to say he's right. I mean, I, that's not a f- first pick in the fifth round quarterback. You know, like. Right. Right. I'm not picking on Mason Rudolph, but I would I like Hal coming out of North Carolina better than I like Rudolph coming out of college and many other guys that went in the second, third round. So I don't know. I I still think this quarterback class is going to make a mark on the league. Yeah. I mean Bailey Zappi went before. I don't get that. Yeah. The Patriots. The, the Patriots. Draft was, the yeah, Patriots. That was yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're not going to get into that now. But uh, we're gonna take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to the drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with segment two right after this.